welcome to Lincoln. We're a city smack dab in the middle of the country. We're a city that's home to Nebraska's state government, the University of Nebraska, and a host of thriving businesses. We're a city that's loaded with things to do, places to go, and friendly people to meet. This podcast, simply called Lincoln, is designed to help you get to know the people of Lincoln, what makes them tick, and why they're excited to live here. Each episode will feature another of our residents just talking about who they are, what they do, and how they got here. I'm Randy Bretz, and joining me for these conversations is Marilyn Moore. Years ago, Marilyn moved here to go to college and anticipated an exciting life somewhere out there. But she never left Lincoln. She's been in the classroom and served in leaderships in our public schools and one of the colleges here. I moved here with my family for a job at the university and to further my education. We thought we'd be here for two or three years, and that was 40 years ago. The people of Lincoln make this community special. We want you to get to know them. We hope you'll enjoy listening to these conversations as much as we have putting them together. And now, let's meet someone who makes Lincoln their home. And uh, so today, we're joined by Kim Russell. And uh, Kim, uh, you know, I don't even know where you're from. Well, I was born and raised in a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm from far away. From far away. Out here in in Nebraska, they call that the East Coast. Yes, we do. (laughs) Clevelanders do not consider themselves to be East Coasters, I I assure you. (laughs) When I first came here, I came from Indiana. When I first came here, people talked about... uh, uh, over in the east in Ohio, and I'm thinking, Ohio is not in the east. Well, it's east of here, but anyway. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your Lincoln story. How did you get here? What do you do here? Well, so my Lincoln story revolves around Brian Health. Mm-hmm. I really hadn't heard or did not know much about Lincoln, Nebraska at all, but I was very fortunate to be recruited to lead Brian Health And that was 10 years ago that I came to Lincoln in 2008 and um, have just really fallen fallen in love with this community almost immediately, I would say. But the the whole attraction for me was the the career opportunity and and the opportunity to lead an amazing healthcare organization. Now, people in Lincoln are probably familiar with Brian Health, but for those that might be listening elsewhere... Tell us a little bit about the organization. So Brian Health is our locally owned healthcare organization um, founded and based here in Lincoln, named for William Jennings Bryan, so Mm -hmm. hence the name. Um, We have two hospital facilities here in Lincoln known as Bryan East Campus and Bryan West Campus, and those are both uh, tertiary acute care hospitals. And we also have two small rural hospitals that are a, a part of the Bryan Health family. One is located in Crete, Nebraska, and the other in Central City, Nebraska. Uh, Bryan Health is also one of the largest employers in Lincoln, Lancaster County. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're the largest private sector employer. Obviously, the university, the government, state government, yeah. larger than Bryan, but um, we weigh in at just under 5,000 employees um, at Bryan Health. So a large, large, very important workforce to this community. And you had an affiliation with Brian Health, did, didn't you, Marilyn? Because a part of Brian Health is Brian College of Health Sciences, and mm-hmm. I was 
I'm a board member there, and then I was the president of that institution for four years, and now I'm a faculty member of that institution. And um, one of the great one of the great joys of doing that was the was the opportunity to work with Kim almost daily. Well, and you know things really go around and come around because actually Marilyn was on the search committee when um, the CEO <laughs> search was going on. So Marilyn and the other search committee members were the very first Lincolnites that I met. And I can't tell you how, um, what a fantastic job they did representing this community and um, what it's all about and just uh, made me instantly want to picture myself as a resident of Lincoln, Nebraska. So a person from Cleveland, Ohio comes out here and you, and, and what was your impression when you got to town? Well, again, it was, it was, for me, it was kind of all about Brian. I mean, the, the first couple of times I came here, I actually came on my own in, you know, um, civvies, so to speak, that mm-hmm. would be jeans and, you know, sweatshirt and just kind of wandered around both Brian East and Brian West campus just to get an idea of a feel, mm-hmm. I guess, of both of those, of both of those facilities and then came back um, later for the more formal interview process. And again, so for me, it was all about kind of seeing um, Brian's involvement in the community, what Brian was all about, certainly had the community tour and that kind of thing. But my my priority and, and focus was on was on Brian. And um, my husband and I um, came here as empty nesters. So we didn't have any of those transition things with children that mm-hmm. so many people um, have. So where are your children? So I have two stepchildren that are both, um, like I said, long out of the nest. One's on the East Coast and one's on the West Coast. So we're <laughs> so right, in right in the middle. So how right in the middle? We're right in the middle. Yes. But that East Coast daughter is about to move to, to Denver, Denver, which brings oh. their grandchild much closer. So that's a, and that's a pretty high point in Kim's life right now. So there we are go. very excited, yes, to get them a little bit closer. Right. Well, we have uh, three sons, and they've all moved away. I'm hoping that they listen to this and try to come back. I'll bet. But uh, they've given us 13 grandchildren. We're just blessed like Very crazy. Blessed. And and we have uh, three great-grandchildren right now, and that's pretty special. Uh, you're involved in a variety of things other than Brian. I know you're heavily involved in the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about Blueprint Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Let's talk about the chamber first. How do you see the chamber of commerce and and what the what that organization does? Well, a couple of things. You know, um, it's it's hard to kind of draw lines or separate your work. In 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 my world of of being a healthcare leader, um, we just believe it's very important for healthcare leaders to be deeply involved in their communities because mm-hmm. obviously that's our mission. We're serving the community. We want to be involved in understanding what the challenges might be, as well as of course helping to. Um, you know, improve what, whatever sure. those challenges might be. And in in particular, I've always felt there's such a strong connection between um, economic development and what happens in the world of healthcare. Um, very kind of symbiotic relationship, in, in my opinion. Um, so many of the problems that we see that we're trying to treat in the healthcare arena are related to people who perhaps haven't had the educational opportunities that we have, who might be living in poverty, all of those things get reflected, of course, in their in their health, in their health situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that every day in the hospital setting. So I guess bigger picture solutions for that, in my opinion, are, you know, strong community, um, economic development, 
um, support for children, you know, all, you know, support for educating kids, all those things eventually um, uh, pay off for a community and benefit the, the health um, status of individuals that we're trying to serve. So in my mind, it's not kind of like these separate, these separate things. It's kind of all morphed, all morphs into one, into one piece. Uh, I've already said, I'm, you know, have a background in education and I think the same way that, that education is so related to economic development, so related to quality of life and, and other things. Right. And so as part of that, yes, I've been very involved with both the state uh, of Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and also the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Brian Health is a member of of both of those organizations. I chaired the state chamber a few years ago, and this year I'm I'm presently chairing the Lincoln Chamber. And what a wonderful opportunity to work with, uh, you know, community leaders and help with this um, you know, awesome goal of both promoting Lincoln as well as continuing to lead our community forward into the future. So um, I, I really enjoy kind of the, the external community aspects of, of, of my role. Kim, you've, uh, you've recruited a number of people to Brian in the years that you've been here. In fact, I think you've recruited almost every member of your senior team right now. Uh, some of those are people that are already in Lincoln, and some are people that have moved here from a variety of places. So what, what do you find um, that, that they find to be attractive about coming to Lincoln? There are people that could do, they could do their work any place, and they choose to come here. Well, of course, Brian Health's part of, of the course, story. Absolutely. But, you know, I think for each individual that you recruit, it's really something different because each individual is unique. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for some folks, it's all about the opportunities for their children. And um, one of my colleagues I remember came from um, a smaller community in the state of Kansas. And I remember his wife thanking me because she just saw all these opportunities her children would have here in Lincoln oh. um, that they just simply in a smaller rural community in Kansas were just were just absent. And um, she could see going forward how great this would be to be raising her kids in um, an environment, you know, like this. For for other folks, it's um it's you know different things that they're attracted to. Maybe some of the outdoor activities, maybe some of the cultural activities, maybe just simply being in a community that's not so terribly large, like a Cleveland or a Chicago, mm-hmm. that you never, you know, get to really know people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think, frankly, a community the size of Lincoln, it's easier to be to become involved and kind of get your arms around it um, because it's just, to me, it's just the right size, not not too big, not too small. But for I, I think it's a different formula, Marilyn, for, for different individuals. Mm-hmm. But, but Lincoln is able to, in my opinion, just fulfill so many of those different niches for folks. And I, I know that you came here because of Brian. I know that over the 10 years, you've also connected to the community in many ways. What, what are the things that you have found that delight you personally? Well, honestly, I, I remember we had been here, my husband and I, maybe about six weeks, and we were taking a walk in the evening on one of the bike paths near um, Holmes Lake. And we both, it's like we both stopped and turned and looked at each other and said, we can absolutely see ourselves retiring here. What a wonderful community. We just, it was just so fun to be discovering everything. We mm-hmm. just really had no idea the depth of everything that's involved. Um, love the bike trails and the, and the walking trails. Um, and I love that we're continuing to kind of expand and enhance those for Lincoln. They're, 
again, just such a wonderful feature. Um, I'm also so impressed with um, everything happening at the LEAD Center, and I know Marilyn is a fan mm -hmm. of the LEAD as, as well. One of the things I like the best about the LEAD is that their programming, I think, um, hits so many different interest levels, oh, yes. everything yes. from kids to the classics lovers to, you know, dance. I mean, just a, such a wide variety. And I also love the fact that a big part of their mission is serving that a university student population and the way that they incorporate um, the, the artists in either the classroom or, you know, bringing kids to the lead. I, I just mm -hmm. love that it's not the lead isn't just kind of this separate, isolated um, arts organization. I think it's just very well integrated into the community. Um, I love the, you know, the first Friday events, you know, for the kind of the, the art walk. Um, you know, there's just, I, I think there's just something for everyone here. Great restaurants. In fact, gained too You're much weight since I moved here. You're a perfect person to be on the Chamber of Commerce board, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you. Listen, she, did you have anything to do with the weather today? Well, you know, my honestly, it's kind of funny that I'm chairing the Chamber this year because my family, when I first moved here, my family scattered all over the country and I would of course, be telling them all these wonderful mm -hmm. things and they would say, you sound like you work you know, for the Chamber <laughs> of Commerce. So, um, yeah, I, I just, um, I, and I'm so optimistic about the future of Lincoln as well. And, um, uh, you know, we just, we just have a wonderful community and I, I hope people truly can, can see and appreciate it. Would you talk some about the community health endowment? I know you serve in that board and it seems to me that that just is another example that brings together a lot of collaborative efforts um, to improve the over the overall health of the community. I'm really glad you brought up Community Health Endowment because that is, as you said, one of the boards I serve on and I really enjoy that work. So just a reminder for the listeners, the Community Health Endowment was actually formed when Bryan Memorial Hospital um, acquired what was known as Lincoln General Hospital from the city of Lincoln. And mm -hmm. basically the proceeds from that financial transaction funded the uh, Community Health Endowment. And the purpose of the endowment is to help make Lincoln the healthiest city in the nation. So the endowment provides financial support for, you know, all sorts of programs and organizations toward that mission. And it's an it's a diverse board um, of, you know, representing, again, kind of multiple backgrounds and pathways all aimed toward that mission. Um, one of the selfishly, one of the best parts for me about, about being part of Community Health Endowment is it very, very quickly kind of introduced me to uh, the needs in the community and the very uh, various nonprofit organizations that are serving the community. And it gives, as board members, we have a chance to see, you know, up close and personal that work that's, that's happening throughout all the different aspects of Lincoln. So um, I, I think it's almost kind of a hidden gem to have that um, uh, that support, if you will, and that, that opportunity to support so many great health-related organizations in Lincoln. I like the research that, that Lori has done, Lori Seibel, uh, and, and the maps that she's come yes. up with mm -hmm. to those are, those are take a look mm -hmm. at the different uh, health factors in the, in the community. And it's an eye-opener because yes, people is. that live in one quadrant of the city have a longer lifespan opportunity than others. And it, 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 it opens the door for us to say, we need to do some things about these. Exactly. 
And, you know, CHE, that would, in my mind, would be an example of also serving as a catalyst for action. Yeah. So in addition to funding, work like that, I think, has really been a catalyst. And I hope that it has helped educate people. Folks have had this, um, oh, this longstanding notion that um, poverty in Lincoln is all north of O. And yes, there is poverty in Lincoln north of O, but look at those maps. Um, it is not limited to north of O. And as a community, I think it's just so much better that we have the actual data um, to make decisions and to help make improvements. I've been in a number of different community meetings called by different organizations that start with Let's look at these maps from the community health endowment of our community and, and let's use this information in our own in our own planning for our organization. I think it, it is a really good source of data. And as you said, it does serve as a catalyst for um, organizations, some that are that are all about food and some are all about housing and some are all about um, safety. But right. those maps give direction. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I'd like to switch uh, or go back to you. You uh, talked a little bit about economic development. And I know you're involved with a statewide uh, endeavor uh, kind of called together by the president of the University of Nebraska, Hank Pounds, called Blueprint Nebraska. What's the what's the goal there? So Blueprint Nebraska is just getting underway. Um, we've had just one formal meeting, mm-hmm. and it's a, a group of um, individuals from throughout the state. And the whole idea is to put together an an economic development plan for the state of Nebraska. And the work is modeled after uh, work that President Bounds was very involved in in the state of Mississippi before he came to Nebraska. So we're kind of, um, you know, stealing some of the, I guess, the the process, if you will, Mm -hmm. that um, the state of Mississippi used to kind of establish their plan. And I'm looking forward to being involved in it. Um, over the next several months, I know that there'll be a lot more information coming out, but part of the, I guess, kickoff work involves um, community presentations and feedback, uh, opportunities for feedback from communities that are being, and these are being set up all over the state of Nebraska. So um, it's a, it's going to be a several year uh, project. And it's it's really kind of a plan for the entire state, not yes. just a region of the state. Or... It, for the entire state, border mm-hmm. to border. In fact, the two co-chairs, um, one is from Omaha and the other Scotts Bluff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what else about Lincoln that, uh, that you like and you'd like to talk about? Well, um, I can go on for a long time, <laughs> but you know, when I, when I first, uh, when we first moved to Lincoln, that was at the time when there was a lot of conversation going on about should we or should we not build an arena. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to kind of watch the community go through that conversation. And as I attended meetings and learned more about it, uh, to me, that vote on that ballot was so much more than just building a facility for, you know, mm-hmm. the basketball teams. To me, it was really almost a referendum on do we want the community of Lincoln to continue to grow and progress. And um, I, I just I thought there were just the stakes were very, very high for that vote. And to see it um, pass as it did with, you know, such a um, such a collection of, of, frankly, differing interest groups that really came behind that project and then to see 
what has happened since the arena has been built in terms of the growth of the community and all of that. Um, that's just been an amazing, amazing process to watch. Um, I remember the night of that vote. This is just so uncharacteristic of my husband and me, but we actually, um, the night of the vote, there was a big, um, I guess, celebration at one of the downtown hotels. Yeah, and I was we, there. Yes. And I, and it was so uncharacteristic. We decided to just drop in and check it out. And there were, again, people from all walks of life all celebrating that that Lincoln was kind of all on the same page with this. And to me, that was just such a um, such an important moniker of the future for the future of Lincoln. So that's just been wonderful to see what that has um, sparked and developed. The, the other um, maybe outstanding point that I would mention the community I was in in Iowa before I came to Lincoln was unfortunately um, shrinking in population at the time and shrinking in their school enrollment. And so I saw how divisive it became in the community as that local school board struggled with the realities of having to decide which neighborhood schools to close. And you talk about pitting neighbor oh, against neighbor. Really so that was happening where I was at the same time that I was, you know, coming to learn about Lincoln. And what I saw in Lincoln were new schools being built, bond issues being passed. Again, all of this, all of this growth and uh, the fact that the community was supporting all of that. To me, it just said so much about, about our community. And, you know, that was 10 years ago. Now we're in yet another cycle of, of um, additional schools being built, including the Moore Middle School, of mm -hmm. course, and now talking about another high school. So, um, you know, how, how incredibly positive is that to have that kind of, have that kind of growth going on in the community? The collaboration aspect, <clears throat> especially that, that I saw with the bond issue related to the arena, mm -hmm. Uh, and and uh, I'm involved with the chamber, involved with uh, Lincoln Public Schools, and so on. But talk a little bit about the collaboration that you see in the community, and and how that how you think that helps. Well, I think that's just essential to getting anything done, frankly. And um, you know, I think it starts with groups like the chambers. It starts with neighborhood groups. Frankly, mm -hmm. it's it it starts with people being willing to volunteer and spend their time being whatever, you know, their passion may be. Um, uh, another thing that I think is maybe, um, again, as I see this with my outside eyes, um, another striking thing about Nebraska to me is the number of people that hold elective office who are what I would call relatively young. I mean, we've had state elected state senators and city council members in the past in their late 20s, early 30s, we mm -hmm. have, you know, both at, you know, local, county and state government level compared to other states where I've been. It's it's just quite a contrast. Typically, in other states I've been, you don't see people in elected office until they have a bit more gray hair, so to speak. <laughs> so the fact that I think um, in Nebraska that we have multi-generations involved and in the fact that we have such an active, for example, young professionals group through the chamber. Um, I, I, I just think involving all those different sectors of the community that you end up usually with very good things on the other end, as opposed to perhaps um, smaller, more limited groups kind of mm -hmm. controlling things, so to speak. To me, I just see that as a very, very positive thing in, in both Lincoln and in the state of Nebraska. Do you think that I, I 
you've described a community with a lot of momentum. Yes. And I'm and on a good track and and going well. Again, because you've lived other places and and you can look at this from uh, from the perspective of of having lived elsewhere. What does it take to keep that momentum going and to to not stall out or or get diverted onto a non-productive track? Well, that's a great question, Marilyn. I I think just like anything else, um, you can never sit back and kind of rest on your laurels, so to speak, because I think communities that do that start, if you start taking things for granted or you kind of assume it's always going to be, um, suddenly it it all stops. So um, I I guess all I can point to is is community leadership, both, um, you know, organizationally, politically, educational leadership. I, I think that that's a huge role of leadership to make sure that we don't become complacent. You've touched on something that uh, I think was was in existence when you came here, the 2015 group. Yes. And and they they were challenged by a report that I think the chamber commissioned. Yes. And, and they said, uh, you know, you, you can either kind of sit back and let this city kind of float or you mm-hmm. can take some action and and that's they were part of what was behind the, the arena yes and i'm glad you brought up the 2015 group because again when i was um, learning about brian health and lincoln that to me was such a, a a strong indicator that this was a community that that wasn't just going to sit back mm-hmm. the fact that you know we had um business uh, elected officials and uh, university officials working together on some of those very, very big goals for the community. Um, frankly, that's what I have seen be very effective in other cities is to have, you know, um, groups of leaders like that. And frankly, um, organizations and individuals that were willing to help financially fund um, some of the, you know, foundational aspects. Sure. So I just saw that, again, as such a positive sign for uh, for the future of Lincoln. It's like, how could you not want to be part of all of that? Some of those uh, members of the 2015 group were also members of various Bryan Health boards. Mm-hmm. And would you just talk a little bit about the community membership of Bryan boards and what it and, and what that does for a locally owned hospital? Well, exactly, Marilyn. Thank you for giving me, you know, that entree. Um, <clears throat> you know, Brian Health as a nonprofit organization is from a legal sense, we are owned by the community at large. And so uh, we are not, we are not quote owned by an out of state or for profit or large national organization. We are, we are owned by our, by our community. And so uh, over the years, um, Brian has had a history of having just outstanding uh, board members uh, who are willing, <clears throat> excuse me, who are willing to take on the responsibility of, of governing this, uh, this very complex but absolutely essential healthcare organization. And so um, we've worked very hard to obviously uh, recruit very talented people who are willing to commit that time and help bring their unique perspectives and to help making the best decisions possible for for the future of uh, the future of Brian. Our Brian Health uh, Board of Trustees, the current board chair is uh, Steve Irwin, and the Brian Medical Center board chair is uh, currently Nick Cusick. And uh, we have, oh, about 10 to 12 individuals that serve on each of those boards. Those two are pretty laid-back people. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'll tell you, our board members, as you would expect, they take their role very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. They are stewards not only of the quality of care, but the financial health. Um, just, you know, they they understand their their role and uh, the amazing asset that Brian Health is, as well as, you know, the tens of thousands of people who who depend on Brian every day. Mm -hmm. Just assume that we will be there and uh, just everything that it takes to make that happen. What's the one thing or two or three or four things that, that our listeners could do to uh, become a healthier community? Oh my. Um, well, from the from the standpoint of of pure, you know, physical or medical health, um, everyone in our society needs to move more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so again, you know, hence my pitch for the, you know, for the walking trails and such. Um, uh, most important thing that most of our physicians will advise: just get out and walk. Um, also, it's a wonderful, wonderful um, treatment for depression is to just be outside outdoors and walk at whatever pace um, one is comfortable. So certainly mm -hmm. from that perspective, um, you know, I, another thing that I think is so welcomed in our communities, there's so many volunteer opportunities. Of course, at Brian Health, we're always looking for, for volunteers, um, but with so many community and nonprofit organizations. And I think when one gives back some of your time or whatever, you know, to another cause outside of yourself, um, I think that's um, a huge win-win uh, for the community. And so um, we love to see people involved in that way in the community too. I like that. Just uh, get out and move. Get out and move. And, and, uh, and get involved. I like both of those. Mm -hmm. I remember Benny Show, one of our city council persons, when uh, I interviewed him, uh, he was talking about people getting involved. And he mm -hmm. just said, get involved. Mm -hmm. Just get involved. Mm -hmm. Just do it. There, just do it. And there are so, so many ways, as you've said, to do that. You, you can do a very formal thing or you can just walk into your neighborhood rec center and say, do you need help in some way? Mm -hmm. I can right. come here for an hour on Saturday morning. What could I do? Right. And they'll have something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I kind of peppered you with all kinds of questions about economic development, about Brian Health operation and, and your involvement in the chamber. Is there anything we have not asked you that you're just dying to tell people? Well, you know, one other thing that I might mention that I find unique about Lincoln and I'm so proud of is the fact that Lincoln for many years has really served as a refugee center and um, oh, immigration yes. center. And um, again, so many of our nonprofit organizations, so many of our local churches who are um, organized and set up and coordinated to help folks, uh, oftentimes coming you know, right from refugee camps, as you know, mm -hmm. right into the community, right into the schools. It, it's just something for which I'm very, very proud of, of, of Lincoln and um, proud of Brian Health also because we also serve often as the very first job for our uh, members of our, the refugee community. And I, I think it's a unique, um, I guess, aspect of Lincoln. I think it, it uh, it improves our our cultural richness, I would say, and um, again, something that I'm I'm very proud of about this community. I think it's really important to add to what Kim said about Brian serving as sometimes the first employment opportunity for immigrants and refugees. Is that Brian also offers English classes from um, from the Literacy Council mm -hmm. for Brian? I didn't for, realize for, that. Yeah, so they can. 
they can do their job at Bryan and they can and they can stay and learn English right right on the job. It's one less transportation thing to figure out, one less thing to schedule, and uh, those are great celebrations when those students finish their um, their basic course of study and that. Um, acquisition of English then also opens more employment opportunities for them because right. then they can be in, in jobs where they have to interact with patients or with patients' families. It's just, a, a, it's a great match. Right, it is. This this has been delightful. Thank you very much. Uh, I have one, one closing question. Uh, fill in the blank. Lincoln would be better if... That's a very hard question to answer. The only thing I can come up with, Lincoln, would be better if I could convince some of my family members to move to Lincoln, which I have definitely been working on. Definitely okay. been working on. Great. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Kim. Well, thanks for listening in as we talk to someone who helps make Lincoln special. If you live here, drop us a note and let us know what you think about Lincoln. If you've moved away, We'd love to welcome you back. And if you've only heard about or visited Lincoln, we just know you'd love it here. Join us again and catch someone from Lincoln talking about why they love Lincoln and why you should too.